Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Seminar 48's commentary. I'm Colin Kelly. I have directed this thing, and with me is... Vincent Morrison. Hello, and Perry Whittle, and I wrote uh, both the short plays in this uh, episode. Yes, sir. And what did Vincent do? Oh, I directed um, one of the shorts. Uh, I believe it was called These Commercial Messages. I didn't do a good job, folks. In fact, Vincent's going to be taking over for me, so mm -hmm. this is where I get to sit back and gloat now. <sighs> <laughs> yes, start, uh, 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 starting with the uh, next next uh, episode, I will be the director of the seminar, doing all of the shorts and the rappers. Yay. And I, I understand also, Vincent, that you did um, original music for these commercial messages, for all the uh, musical... Uh, elements of that. I did, yes. yes. I am hoping, in fact, to do all of the uh, music if I can find the time, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, when we get to that, yeah, I think it did, um, you did a wonderful job, and I think they're all uh, very lovely, especially um, the music for Shroom Zoom, which I, I uh, really enjoyed some of your additional stings and uh, punches in there. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, I was I was uh, watching a, a lot of uh, of uh, Star Trek at the time, and I of like struck some things in there. Would work. Uh, and here we are with these commercial messages. <laughs> yes, we have Vinod Vars Varsani as the Lapin announcer, and we have Jason Wallace doing a marvelous uh, oh, French really accent marvelous. as Jacques Lapin. So. Um, I don't know if any of you are familiar with uh, um, if you've ever watched a cooking show hosted by Jacques Pepin, uh, so, but you'll recognize this pattern. He'll say something is easy, and then he'll demonstrate his phenomenal skills with a paring knife. And you sit there and you watch, and you just go, well, yes, if I've been practicing my knife skills in the kitchen for 30 years, yes, I suppose that is pretty easy. But for... <laughs> For me personally, my main skill is in the kitchen is uh, taking hard-boiled eggs off the flame. So it's um, kind of absurd to imagine that I could ever do any of the things that he does. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted to make fun of that a little bit. Well, I should point out that the actor did some some of his own foliar. Actually, had a bag of chips, and oh, I had to find a bag of chips that 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 would sound similar <laughs> to it. So it would meld. Your yes. And now we have Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard as the Mississippi announcer and Dave Morgan as the book announcer. And um, I think this was just uh, just me uh, putting a bunch of uh, titles and subtitles together and trying to make jokes. And The Perfect Scorm is for all of my friends out there in the instructional design community. I love the subtitle, How I Made Millions with the Shareable Content Object Reference Model. And I'm confident that someone out there is laughing at that. <laughs> Tight jeans. Why? <laughs> okay. Where did so, this come from? Um, uh, Michael G. Michael, I'm sorry, Michael King is the announcer, and um, Victoria Victoria Erica is the tight jeans woman, and I'm the tight jeans guy. And um, yeah, I 
wrote and directed and mixed a series of public service announcements for a different online audio group, and I enjoyed that work, and I enjoy continuing it here at Pendant. Um, just had a, had a lot of fun with that. I was just... I just think uh, everybody is very wonderful. Victoria is very girly. Very, very wonderful. And, uh, I love the subtext in this entire scene as I was reading it. <laughs> I, it just kind of started with, with uh, me thinking about the, you know, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs, and um, saying to my girlfriend one day, this is your butt. This is your butt in tight jeans. <laughs> just, that just came out of that little joke. Uh, I sometimes think that uh, pretty much everything here uh, came out of uh, a walks that my girlfriend and I take near Golden Gate Park. So that's a big influence on this. Um, so we walk there whenever we can. And uh, one week we saw a lot of mushrooms and we started making up snippets of a story about the mushrooms. And in combination with Star Trek, that became Shroom Zoom. And, wow. and for a while I thought, all the mushrooms should talk like this. <laughs> but I decided that, that I was going to put that in the script, but I decided that would be funny for about 40 seconds and then um, people would get tired of it. So I took that, took that direction out. Um, but we have uh, Bruce Busby as the announcer, doing a great job. It's a marvelous uh, introduction of Shroom Zoom. Anna Rodriguez as Captain Morrill. Uh, Deborah Adams as Ensign Portobello. Adam Lieben as Shitake. And Shannon Black and Hannah Jang Condell as the Mushroom Extras. And uh, yeah, I like your music for all the um, shows, Vincent, but especially for Shroom Zoom, the tags and stings and transitions, um, just really wonderful. And um, yeah, Anna Rodriguez seems to be doing a William Shatner impression. I don't know where she got the idea to try that out. <laughs> I, I don't know she, either, <laughs> honestly, was, at all. It was actually but a I, lot more severe in the uh, in 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 all all the takes. I I I I, I tried to uh, to uh, cut it down a bit. <laughs> But it's 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 great. Yeah. I think it's working very marvelously. Um, let's see. I had a few thoughts about my other uh, influences. Uh, the Firesign Theater's technique of jumping into and out of TV shows and commercials. Uh, of course, they do a much better job of weaving together different story threads. But that was one of the things that um, gave me this idea of doing a bunch of TV shows and commercials. Uh, myself was, I, I was an influence on me. Uh, I mentioned the uh, series of public service announcements that I did for another group. Um, also a friend of mine, hi Krista, turned me onto the cooking TV show, America's Test Kitchen. And my girlfriend and I enjoy watching that. And that interest turned into, uh, snippets of a, a commercial for something called America's Test Dungeon. <laughs> and, um... Oh, let's see. What's oh, this is a uh, om, omnivore Gunter von Braun by uh, mm. Dave Morgan playing Gunter von Braun, and I think Dave does a great job with this soliloquy, great accent, and mm. a lovely way of he has a lovely way of moving from one bizarre attitude to the next. Um, I, I like you now, please. Um, just very marvelous, and. Um, uh, a lovely disdain for the other company's simple cream filling. 
And uh, I think I was just thinking about how, you know, all the food companies and restaurants, they want to make you believe that uh, their food is made by grandmotherly uh, women and grandmotherly men um, in kitchens, you know, filled with love. And, you know, their entire goal is to make you happy and feel loved and feel warm. And uh, I just thought, what if, um, what if we went the other way? What if we came up with something uh, uh, very... Prussian Teutonic attitude about and being a little bit more um, honest about exactly what it is they're trying to do, which is to uh, uh, <laughs> deliver fat and sugar to the human interior. <laughs> so I'd written all these fragments and bits over several years, and I was looking for a way to put them all together. And um, one of my girlfriends and mine's walk in the park. I got the idea of trying to weave all these different pieces together with high-pressure ads for yet another show that we don't even hear in this thing. And um, mm. my idea was to show examples of different kinds of hype and then have that show that had the most insistent hype be a complete and total bust. But what happened was that when I wrote that play, it was much too long and I didn't think it worked. So I cut a lot of stuff out and tried to leave only the fun stuff and this is what I ended up with. And I know that there are a lot of different kinds of hype or the theme of different kinds of hype is not very clear. It's not very well developed, but I hope it's fun and amusing anyway. So let's see, where did this stuff come from? Um, the Jacques Le Pin piece, uh, I found some old files on my hard drive. And so here's some dates. Jacques Le Pin, uh, August 2007. Tight Jeans, June 2010, or maybe even uh, earlier. America's Test Dungeon, September 2011. Uh, Omnivore Schnack <laughs> <laughs> Systems, June 2007. Shroom Zoom, February 2010. Mississippi Mold, uh, May 2007. And um, I threw it all together in uh, February and March of 2012. Wow. Oh, sorry. Okay, so America's America Test Dungeon. Yes, some of this stuff. Uh, Chris is played by Jack Moreau from his, uh, taking a break from his island. Um, Adam may or may not be Vinod Varsani, and Jack may be Michael King. <laughs> Almost was and I, Jack is a joke. <laughs> and I like, uh, I'm sorry, how much is Jack a joke? Uh, Jack Moreau almost was Jack. Okay. All right. I like the, sorry, I know it's gauche to um, enjoy your own work, but I like the switch from pure evil to pureed evil. I thought that that was clever. And I think at least half of this was written by my girlfriend as we were tossing ideas around. Um, she says she doesn't remember it that way and that I've at least enhanced the idea. But I think some of those lines came straight from her. Was any part of the of the of the, uh, of the uh, pure evil inspired by Time Bandits? I'm not, not sure if you remember that movie. Not the consciously. End, it was like pure evil in in a in a, in a, a microwave. So anyway, I, I don't know. I didn't didn't recall that as I was writing that. <laughs> I really like the uh, return to the show music here when, as we go back to Shroom Zoom. Thank you. Great work, Vince. What's our status? Thanks very much. And yeah, here's me uh, sub, 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 substituting a line that didn't quite uh, fit right in 
so, so some of the um, things you have to do as a uh, as a as a as a director is think is think on your feet and make things work where they you know should have worked but didn't quite with all, all the, with all the actors and timing and such. So. Yeah. But you made it possible, so good job. Yay. Right on. <gasps> sometime after uh, doing this, I bought some some uh, some uh, mushrooms and accidentally uh, left them in, in the uh, freezer. And when they came out, I thought of this line, like, they're like rocks. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's marvelous. Yes, well, that's what happens to him. <laughs> so, yes, a lot, a lot of the stuff in here came from thinking about mushrooms, um, especially there's a line in the um, sort of trailer for the next episode about, you know, we're, you know, Spores Viewer is going to break up. No, no, we've got to get larger. We've got to get bigger. <laughs> Explosive growth is one of our basic characteristics. That was hilarious. I, I, I laughed so hard. <laughs> Aww. Uh, what is it? I remember back when Vincent was... You know, it's like, hey, I'm going to be taking over. I'm like, well, I have two shorts. Which one would you rather do? And he goes, well, this one's good. But these commercial messages is amazing. And I'm like, okay, you can have it. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's going to be so much fun, you know. And it was. Well, that's good. As I was preparing it to send it off for submission, I was looking at all the incredible number of... Uh, cast members and all the work that was going to be involved in putting it together and I just thought I don't know if anybody's going to want to do this it's so ridiculous but I'm challenge I'm, accepted I'm glad I'm glad you took it on and glad you did such a great job and I really love the last line uh, may the spores be with you and the great delivery that Bruce Busby gives it to uh, mark the end of the play yes uh, Bruce Busby Smith, I really must advise against this. I cannot turn my back on it. This time. I don't think I mentioned the actors in the wrapper, but we have Randy Bowser as Klaus, uh, Peter Cat as Dr. Eli Jones, uh, Bernick Rose as Dr. Smith, uh, Kristen Bays as the instructor, uh, Fiona Thrail as John, Chris Canary as Caesar, M. Sierra Garcia as Student 29, and uh, some guy named Perry Whittle as Student 33. <laughs> Oh, yes, the infamous Student 33. <laughs> oh, do I have plans for him. I mean... Oh, dear. <laughs> I, mean, I should mention, I actually tried to match some of the music in the rappers this time around to what was in these commercial messages, and... Uh, uh, well, kind of. I mean, usually I try to use more orchestral because I like orchestras. Mm -hmm. As you'll hear, you would have heard in Macbeth, but just kind of like the feel that the uh, electronica gave, and this way it wasn't a little as jarring when you moved to the shorts. Except for here, where I decided to put a radio on, and there's hey blues music. I remember when you were directing this, and we were talking like, I need something here, something. What can it be? 
They're like, I don't know, put a radio in there. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> you stole from the kingery, so. Yeah, right. Um, and here we have Bruce Busby again as Death and M. Sierra Garcia as Sally. And so, Colin Kelly directed this. I, yep. Just mm-hmm. thought I would say that. <laughs> just in case anybody was unclear. And Perry Whittle wrote this. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> true, too. <laughs> and everybody's doing a great job. So in uh, early March 2012, I was looking for something short to work on. And I was going through a bunch of stuff that I'd written before. And... I found a sketch that I'd written as part of a like free writing exercise um, about two years earlier. And it was pretty much this story, although the characters were not as well defined. So um, I thought it sounded fun, so I revised that and tried to make it stronger, make define the characters a little more clearly, um, give them both something to do. And uh, influences. Terry... I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> that bit, that bit sounds sounds a bit uh, uh, painful. The, the the actress. So. Yes. Breathing. It, it, <clears throat> there was a. Uh, I did the uh, ad libs and everything. I tried to create a blooper reel that was released in Twip like two weeks back. If you haven't listened to it, go find That's it. Right. <laughs> I probably could have had another ten minutes of MCR Garcia. <laughs> Doing I'm Hurt noises, because she's <laughs> had everything. I, I felt like Sadiga calling an ambulance if I didn't know it was pre-recorded. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, she does pretty wonderful. Really that nasty? I never speak to them if I can avoid it. And Bruce. <laughs> yes, Bruce too. So I was going to talk a little about... Uh, the influences on where this came from. I was going to say Terry Pratchett is an obvious influence. Uh, mm-hmm. Death is a recurring character in his brilliant and hilarious Discworld novels. Um, Death always speaks in all capitals uh, in Terry Pratchett's work and um, often has a lot of funny lines. So I think that played a role in um, making me think about this. Very amusing. And also, uh, back in 2007, I wrote, directed, and mixed a short play for a different online audio group about the Greek god Zeus being interviewed as a temp agency, um, at a temp agency, because he wants a change of career. And and for that uh, recording, M. Sierra Garcia played the agency's interviewer, and Bruce Busby played Zeus. So this play... play brings back happy memories for me and I hope for them too. I so. didn't know that. I they submitted casting calls and I casted them or auditions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well he sounds dead. I mean <laughs> Wow. Actually I should mention I think Death I had up as an either old role and I almost went with a female goth uh as kind of death like in Sandman. Indeed. Mm. I'm always polite. But I kind of went with the more traditional, he's got a skull and a bunch of bones kind of death, which I think Bruce does a great job of emulating. Yes, right. Right. I like Bruce's, I especially like Bruce's delivery of splat or zap or boom or whatever it was. Uh, Just really lovely performance. And uh, 
M is getting a little bit crafty right now uh, as Sally trying to uh, negotiate for a little extra time. Or maybe uh, actually death is craftier. Also, I like, uh, I wanted to mention Chum Nuggets, which is a, a, a curse that Sally gives um, a couple minutes ago in the play. <laughs> After writing for the Kingery, where we can use real swear words, um, I find it kind of interesting to try and come up with uh, non-swearing exclamations. So I got this one by thinking about uh, some of the most disgusting things I could think of. And I thought about um, chum, chum, and that became Chum Nuggets. <laughs> I like it. I might use it. If you show me it's worth it. And then uh yeah, I decided to talk about the cross sell and the upsell. These are like basic marketing ideas. At least I I think if if I've heard of them, they must be basic and so is my understanding of them. So if it's uh if they're actual real marketing consultants out there and you think this is crude, um uh, yeah, sorry. My uncle did that, but I never saw the upside. You should talk to them. See if they can offer something. Better death experience. How? Okay, we're going to die. So how are we going to do it? That's actually not a bad idea. I, I, could, uh, I, I could get into that. Have you considered upgrade your death experience? That's right. You know, that actually sounds like a very good scam, sort of. Choose how you will die. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's... Uh, I think that's probably been uh, mined somewhere in some science fiction novels. Here or there. Solid green, perhaps. Hmm. Elsewhere. I am going to Google that, actually. <laughs> Choose how you will die service. See what Google Ad AdSense thinks of this. What would I do with money? I'm on the job all the time and you can't take it with you. What about um market share? Sally, please. I've already cornered the market. So right, she's still trying to find a way to help so that she can live just a little bit longer. At least you're feeling better. And um, what she's going to find out in a couple minutes here is that Death runs his business a little bit differently than most businesses. So although she's trying to apply common marketing ideas, um, none of them quite fit exactly his business model, if we can really call it that. And when they get to uh, talking about repeat business, you'll see that... Uh, the negotiations, if if that's what they are, really kind of start breaking down because there's just not a lot of common ground there. Right. <laughs> yes, I totally want to slume everybody. <laughs> that's not very kind of you. It's not supposed to. What about something softer sounding like, like <laughs> but she oh, oh, delivery yes yes lovely and she realizes that sloom just is a sort of a downer word in it because it rhymes with doom right. priorities 
<laughs> like the U.S. military tried to keep people from calling the the Humvee the Hummer because it rhymed with bummer. Really? Oh, yes. Back when those were coming out. Oh, God. Things I don't know. There'd be a completely different reason to not call it Hummer, but okay. Yes. That's why. <laughs> Maybe the rhyming with bummer was just for public consumption and the mm. other meaning of the sexual meaning of Hummer was uh, the real reason. I don't know. Perhaps. Perhaps. Airplane. I'm in airplane land over here, apparently. Death uh. rebate. Yes, death does not. Uh, death, death drives a hard bargain. He's a good negotiator. Actually, what I was in, going back to uh, death's been counting down throughout the script, and what I found when I was mixing this was it, going through the timing of it all. He's right. Oh. Kind of. I may have adjusted it here and there, but usually when the timing, what he says, oh, we're going to have a minute. It's about a minute. What sort of choices? Awesome, Perry. Good I, job. I well, yeah. Well, I I timed. I I read it out loud, but um, but I go faster than I go faster than these folks. So yeah, if it, it's probably I'm probably underestimating uh a little bit. I know in past shows I've uh, directed, I've had, I've had some uh, issues with um, comparing the uh, timing with what the writer thinks is the right time with what actually happens as directing and trying to get it to work with music was just very ah. Yeah. So, right. The stretch process. It is yes. awesome. Oh yes. Hey, what about a kick in the nuts? But I don't have any equipment. Well, so she touched him, but it was totally worth it. It's time. Yeah. I forget what the sound effects of when she knocks him over is like a bunch of sticks hitting the ground. Yeah. Because unfortunately, I couldn't really find a sound effect of bones hitting the floor. Well, no. I, you, you have to use some. Um, well, that's when there. that's when you bought that's when you buy a chicken and boil it and you know <laughs> you have bones. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose I could um, try and write audio plays by going through my sound effects library and seeing what sound effects are there. But um, that's that's not so far. That hasn't been the way I've chosen to do it. So. Well, I think that's usually something you try to do in audio. Though you mentioned, I think on the last commentary when we had you. Was try to have something that was purely audio. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and oh, I had one other thing I was going to add from the um, from the uh, the sort of seminar roundtable that Colin conducted a few months ago. Um, I had one more bit of advice, um, and this is something that I plagiarized from somewhere. I heard somebody say it, and I don't know who originally said it, but. Uh, the advice is, I can't tell you the formula for success, 
but I can tell you the formula for failure. Try to please everyone. Nice. So, we've got Bruce Busby reading the credits, and thanks to everybody who contributed. Yes, thank you very much. You have helped to create art. Yes, Great indeed. job! This is actually the biggest, I, the biggest cast I think I've had with seminar. Oh wow! So, uh, twenty-two page, uh, twenty-two rules in these commercial messages. Uh, two rules, obviously, in uh, customer satisfaction, and then we have three, three eight. So we're looking at thirty-two people, or thirty-two characters. Or in this entire piece. That's more than a character a minute. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Who comes up with this crazy stuff? I don't know, but he needs to do more of it. Yes. And he's still going. <laughs> oh no, he's finally he's getting to the corner hub. I should mention that the new theme you're hearing under here was composed by Vincent, so Yes, which I then lost afterwards. So it's like <laughs> if I'm if I'm if I'm ever if I'm nah, if I'm if I'm ever going to up to to uh, update the theme, I have to start from scratch. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I lost the whole thing. <clears throat> hey, oh, trailer. Oh, oh yeah, because this is the final version we're recording with. <laughs> oh yes. Um. Anyways, thank you guys <laughs> for being talking? here. <laughs> thank you guys for being here. It's been awesome to have you. Obviously. <laughs> thank you for having us. <laughs> and everyone, I hope, hope hope you will join us all. Uh, well, not all. All I guess. I hope you will join me. Uh, ne uh, uh, next month for the next episode of seminar. What is the price of disobedience? Rhiannon. What? So we're going to stop now, or? Well, uh, Perry was. <laughs> I think Perry. Oh, sorry, Perry. Did you? Oh, sorry. No Bye now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Later. Uh, Perry Whittle for the win. <laughs> Prepare to join your pathetic family, whelp. Episode 49 of Seminar premieres on February 14th, 2013, only at PendantAudio.com.